Hello, and welcome to Who's See, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be continuing with our little, another retrospective, this time of the specials, and this week we are taking a look back at the waters of Mars. Um, but before I do the news, just want to say um, thank you to all the people, I, other podcasts I met yesterday. Um, so that's the guys at Talking Who, uh, James at the Doctor Who podcast, Chris and Laura from the Ucast, and Andy from the Naked Scarf. Uh, sort of had a very, uh, very pleasant afternoon just talking about podcasting, which will be going out on Talking Who's, uh, well, it's YouTube feed actually. They're one of the only sort of video uh, podcasts out there. So um, yeah, so I don't know when it's going to be up, but just if you uh, if you follow Talking Who, then just have a keep a look out on their on their feed. But I say it was quite a uh, quite a good afternoon, um, and then of course. I met you and Mr. Mr. Tony. Yes. At a beer festival. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Slightly you, worse for wear. Yeah, you were by the time I got there. What time did you kick off? Uh, half two. Half two. And I got there at uh, nine. About, uh, yeah. About, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you. <laughs> I made no attempt to try and catch you up. <laughs> no. Absolutely none at all. So, yeah, but... So you're not you're not any worse for wear today. You 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 can soldier on and bravely continue with this. Yes, no, no, I'm fine. Oh, excellent. Well, as fine as I usually am. Yes. Yeah. So, if uh, I if I hear you reaching for the bucket, I'll just sort of <laughs> I'll just press pause. Okay. Okay. Right. Let's have the news then. Um, now it's a bit light on news this week, um, but we have some sort of production uh, roundup news. Uh, basically, Caroline Skinner uh, was an interview with SFX magazine. And basically asked her that whether all the scripts have been written yet, and she basically sort of just said no. They've only well, they've got a lot of them there. Um, the ones that are written, uh, she says, they're going to be really epic and exciting. Uh, and the opening episode is again written by Stephen Moffat, and it's going to blow everybody's mind, according to her. So, um, yeah. Now Danny Cohen, there's there's been a lot of interviews with the production staff this week, but the BBC One controller Danny Cohen was on the Richard Bacon show. Um, as well, and he just said he was asked about how the series is is progressing, and he said that just the the team are busy writing away. There's more episodes next year. They've got some big events coming up in the near future, uh, so stay tuned. Um, but he says he's not going to give anything away because he thinks it's probably better for it to come from Stephen Moffat and, and the production team to break the news rather than him. Yeah, well, which I can is stand that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, and then Toby Whithouse was talking to BBC America, and he said, "It's uh, what the episode he's writing. It's a genre he's never written before, which is, sounds quite interesting." Hmm. I just wonder what that could be. We said those were going to be very much different, weren't they? Each episode. Yeah. Uh, was it from a, each other? Yeah. Was it, especially there's meant, not meant to be any plot arc as such, is there? No. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be, hopefully it'll be an interesting, an interesting series coming up. Um, there's also more location photographs um, which you can find out there if you want them. Um, we're not going to divulge them; they, they could be construed as spoilers. Uh, well, even what we just spoke about could be construed as spoilers, but it's nothing to do yeah. with the plot or anything. So, um, no. if we uh, if we do stumble across anything from the plot, as we always say, you will not hear it from us. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there has been a couple. Well, I say there's been one big rumor um, 
sort of perpetuated, which I think was by the Daily Express, I think that's where it originated from, yeah. um, was saying that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch might be in line to play the master um, in the 50th anniversary show or series, whatever they're going to do it, um, which I think it's probably wishful thinking on someone's behalf. Yeah, um, I'd be slightly surprised. Cause you wouldn't, you'd wonder whether Stephen Moffat would want that much of a crossover between these... Yeah, um, if he's but, trying to, you'd think he'd rather try and keep them as apart as possible. Although I suppose you've got um, the actor who plays Lestrade. Yeah, coming up, haven't we? In the yeah, Rupert, next series, uh, Rupert Graves. So yeah, I I don't know if you want to make too many people turning up from Sherlock. Yeah, into this, um, but of course the um, the source of this rumor was an insider. Yeah. Which which probably means someone just put that out as a thought on, on a forum and in true tabloid style, they've just taken that as a fact and uh, published it in the paper, yeah. which, which the Sun was guilty of time and time again. So Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, take, putting the rumour thing to side for one minute, I don't think he'd be that bad as the master. I think, he's, I think he, he can play, um, he does menace quite well. If you, if you see yeah. him in other stuff, he's really—he's actually a very good actor, Benedict Cumberbatch. But yeah, um, yeah, it's no no question about that. You just wonder whether just go somewhere. It's just I say too much in with the crossover with Moffat's other stuff, really. Yeah, that's it. So maybe it's not uh, maybe not such a good idea. We don't, as you say, we don't want too much of a crossover here. But it's. Uh, but I think if he uh, if he wasn't in Sherlock, I'd say yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely, um, but not only that, I'd rather he concentrates on making another series of Sherlock rather than um, getting mixed up in Doctor Who because I can't wait for that to come back. To, to be honest with you, um, but um, but not only that, I mean, as we know, uh, there was stuff leaked uh, from the set of the next Star Trek film where Benedict Cumberbatch is playing the bad guy. What, yeah, what he is, I don't. What character is, I, I don't know. I just know he's playing the villain, so he's doing that, and he's also voicing um, Smaug. Or Smog, if we're going to pronounce it, in the Hobbit film. Yeah. So, um, so I'd say he's got a pretty full schedule at the moment. Quite busy. Yeah. 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 So, as I say, put just wishful thinking on someone else's part. Um, now, it depends on when they are filming it, of course. Well, that's right. That's right. I mean, it's always talking about the fiftieth. Yeah. Um, but as we know, they seem to be taking up all of this year for series seven. Yeah. Because uh, as we know, as we, we talked about on here, that they're going to be filming right up until, up until December. Yeah. So it's going to be, yeah, maybe 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 he would have time. Who knows? But as I say, I'd rather he spends next year making another series of Sherlock. Well, there is going to be one, isn't there? There so. is. Yeah, that's already been already been confirmed, hasn't it? So. Yeah. Um, now another little bit of uh, rumor as well. I think it was just um, again, it was it was as part of the um, SFX interview with, with uh, Caroline Skinner. Um, they talked about the possibility of, a, of an old foe return to the series. Now, Stephen Moffat has also said something about this during the week as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, but that was more to do with it was better to have new new monsters, yeah, yeah, rather than bring back old ones. Um, but I can't remember why I, I did read it somewhere that they said there, there is going to be an old foe returning, but not how you've seen them before. Yeah. 
but for life of me, I can't remember where the hell I read that now. Um, but basically, they the SFX just said to Karen Skinner, they just sort of leapt on the fact, oh, oh, so it's going to be the Zygons then. Um, which to which she just said, she just laughed and said, wait and see. Yeah, but that'd be a standard response to whatever they'd have said. Well, I think every season they said, oh, the Zygons are coming back, the Ice Warriors yeah. are coming back. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, those are the two that now get the most yeah. calls for, isn't it? I mean, I, I, the Zygons, I'm surprised they hadn't come back before in the classic series, t- to be perfectly honest, because they were a very, very yeah. good, very good um, uh, sort of foe for the Doctor. But Ice Warriors, I don't know, I think for, for unless they drastically redesign them, well, I suppose that would go with as you haven't seen them before. Yeah. I remember they did, did it with the Silurians, didn't they? They did. Um, but, so. the, but, but the only the only thing I'd say about the Ice Warriors of old, they are your classic shuffling monster. You could, yeah. you could escape with a brisk pace, couldn't you? Well, to a certain extent, you could do from the Silurians in the old series. Yeah. But But they had mind powers, though, didn't they? Well, yeah. they, did, they did in Pertwee's time, anyway. Yeah. I think they forgot about that when it comes to uh, uh, Peter Davison. Yeah. I can't remember. But, um, and our lost episode. No, yeah, I can't. No, I, I can't. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of mind. No, mind control, right, was yeah. there? No. no. Oh, well, never mind. Never mind. So, yes, so that was, that's pretty much it for, for um, production news and, and rumours. And getting uh, back to the Moffat about, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry, go, movie. sorry. I mean, to be honest, that's the sort of thing actually Moffat would say if he was bringing back old monsters. So <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really necessarily think we can take anything from that either. No, not at all. I think he's they've. I In think fact, they... I'm more inclined to believe there are some old monsters coming back now because he's tried to deny that. I'm probably more inclined. I said, I said he'd rather prefer new ones. So. I'm probably more inclined to believe that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to play the master. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, right. Well, um, the next news item, the final news item this week, unfortunately, is another piece of bad news. Um, it's very sad to report that on uh, Friday, uh, Dennis Chinnery passed away um, at the age of 85. Uh, now, for those of you who aren't familiar with that name, you're probably familiar with um, a character he played in one of the uh, sort of the show's most iconic um, stories. He played Garmin in Genesis of the Daleks. Um, as you all know, he's the one who sort of led the rebellion against uh, Davros. Mm. Um, but what I didn't also, um, what I didn't know about him, he's also played two other roles in Doctor Who as well. He played um, the character of Albert Richardson um, in the Mary Celeste section of uh, the Chase. From that's from a William Hartnell era um, story. Era. Yeah. Like I said, error, era story. I, I wouldn't remember that much really, actually, because I've probably only watched that once. Yeah, same here. Um, and and, that was al- and also years ago. Yeah, same here. Actually, um, I think it's the stuff you record off UK Gold. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think when you lent it to me, that how many years ago is that now? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. More years than I care <laughs> to remember. <laughs> uh, and also the other story, which again I haven't seen probably for about the same amount of time, um, is the twin dilemma. Um, he played uh, the character of Professor Sylvester, who was the father of the twins, of the title. So, yeah, I can't really remember. No, me neither. That, really, um, to be honest. And it's not one I've actually I mean, bought on yeah. DVD yet either. Yeah, yeah, it's not one of the ones you're, I'm rushing out to get. No, not really. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm... No, nothing about his performance. <laughs> oh, no, I, just, I can't. 
I can't comment on his performance on that. I, I can no. say that his um, his performance in um, Genesis of the Daleks was very very good. Yes, actually. So that's what I think a, a majority of people will probably just know him from from that role. I would I would assume because that's yeah. the one that probably stands yeah, if out. If you're going to be in Doctor Who, actually, isn't it? It's, that's the episode to be in, really, or yeah. story to be in. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So um, yeah, I mean, this has been quite a a, a year for so far for Who actors passing away. Yeah, I, mean, I, I suppose if you're going to be look at it in a cold calculating way, it's a show that's been going 50 years, so... Exactly. There's exactly. a certain amount of um, actors that are in it in the very beginning are reaching an age now. Yeah, that's it. That's it, unfortunately. It's... Um... It's just you. You're watching your, your your childhood disappear before your very eyes, aren't you? Really? Yeah. All those sort of people you watch on the television, or, or you know, you know, listen to, or you know, it's uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's not that. That's, that's end this now, shall we? It's, it's becoming rather morose, yes. isn't it? Rather yes. morose. So, um, unfortunately, there there is no other news to um, sort of end on on a on a good note. So for another week, then that was the news. Right, okay, it's time to crack on with our uh, retrospective of the specials. And this week, as mentioned at the start of the show, we'll take a look back at the waters of Mars. Um, I'll, I'll let you go first, Paul. Um, what, what are your opinions of it now? Um, pretty much the same as they were when it went out, which was, I thought it was... Well, I, f- I thought the story and everything was brilliant. Yeah. And I still slightly um, finding David Tennant's performance in places. Just a little grating, but it was much better on this. Yeah, I can. Und- I, I, I totally agree. It is an absolute... It's one of my favourite um, stories um, of, the, of, uh, I mean, of of the new series, yeah. Of, you know, yeah, other you know, than that, I mean, it just was. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, it's well but, written and well, well acted as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do know what you mean about David Tennant becoming a little bit grated in, at, at times, but I think by the, the, that point, you sort of knew. Well, this is that's that, how his character. Had that's gone, how his character that. had gone. But it's not only yeah. that. I think it's also that the um, I don't know whether he was just. I'm not going to say not putting the effort, and that's, that's, that's the wrong way to put it. No. Maybe, no, maybe it was just sort of, um, it sort of, he was told to sort of overplay, because it was all sort of like yeah. hero shots standing in doorways looking heroic, and and I know yeah. that they were setting the Doctor up for a fall Yeah. Um, in this particular story. And he gets particularly shouty in this. He does, yeah. Um, Whatever. Especially when he... When Which he, I think is some of his, when he actually probably is the bits that... Yeah, it's it's that um, as, as you say. Quieter stuff is is, is still. Oh god, good. yeah. Um, the, the the conversation he had um, when when she uh, Lizzie Duncan's character traps him in the airlock. Yeah, and even the it's conversation brilliant. actually he has with her. Actually, the conversations between him and her are, are generally brilliant throughout this. Yeah, um, the one where they're at the ice lake bit. Oh, when she remembers the Dalek. Yeah, yeah. And he's talking to her there about what her future is and that, and saying that he's telling her because it's consola- I hope it's consolation to her. Yeah, it was absolutely 
absolutely brilliant. Um, but what I, I think the one thing about it, there was an immediate sense of um, a sense of dread. Yeah. As soon as the episode started, you knew, and I know at the time, um, you obviously didn't know what was going to happen to the cats until David Tennant was caught remembering all their names. Yeah. And you saw the. Uh, sort of like I'm not going to say the, I suppose you could say yeah the newspaper articles but it was sort of electronic yeah. newspaper thing um, yeah. yeah you could you could tell couldn't you that, that it's straight from there you sort of this is and it was, was an interesting badly. way of doing it as well wasn't it rather than having him yeah spell it, out. it was it was because it's so you knew what was going to ha- you knew these people yeah. were going to die you just didn't know how uh, yeah. the doctor knew how and as soon as he, he realised or it dawned on him what what was going to happen on that day? Yeah. He just wanted to get the hell out of there, and had a good way of doing it with not him not having a companion to semi-explain it to the companion, i.e., explain it then to the audience what was happening, yeah, or what was going to happen. Yeah, that's right. It was. Um, I, th- I just want to say, was, I cannot I sort of just begin to describe how what, what uh, how much I I enjoy watching this this particular episode. Um, yeah. Even now, knowing sort of well what's going to happen, happen, you know, it's it's just so well done. Um, and again, directed by Graham Harper. And if you're going to have, um, it, well, he's just one of the, the best directors who's ever had. Yeah, really, he really is. Um, and I think if you're going to have a um, a story like that, you couldn't have picked anyone better than him. Yeah, I mean, I this really had don't. all the suspense and. And a feeling of urgency that Planet of the Dead didn't have. Yeah, didn't yeah. It, it to had, be honest, the peril is is pretty much the same in timing wise. Well, it's your, it's, your, it's your classic base under siege story, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which, to my mind, they haven't really done a lot of, have they? In the new series. Um. Not not like sort of set in the future. So yeah. much. I suppose you had um, the oh, what was it? Was it was it forty two or forty or something? The one where the ship was crashing back to the yeah, the for, sun. Yeah, forty two. Yeah. yeah, that one. But it, had, but even then, it wasn't a, a, a particular base under siege. Under siege, it was just the timing and the yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, suppose, I, just... I suppose um, the Impossible Planet, whatever it was, the Satan Pit. Ah, yeah, the Ood. Yeah, was was the other one that was that they've done. But even even then, it, it, you couldn't call it a true base on because it, it was no, because they that... weren't trying to break in. There was no, really... that, yeah, exactly, and it was sort of and it, it was, was only really the escaping through the. Um, air ducts that yeah had that, but again that that was sort of the the base under siege aspect of it was on and off yeah um, when the Ood lost contact with the the devil the demon whatever you want to call it um, they yeah. were just back to being Ood again so um, yeah yeah so well, we haven't come up with many examples have we <laughs> no no I just I, I just think it was just um, and even though most of the um, the characters in it were were your, your typical um, based under siege characters, yeah. Um, but it, it still worked. A lot of them were just like walking cliches to a certain extent. Yeah, you had the strong leader, the the, the second in, 
the yeah. second in command who's messed up before and you yeah. know it, yeah it's your typical your typical characters but the way it was done was fantastic yeah and the sets were fantastic as well and the use of the um, botanical gardens for the oh for the um, biodome yeah yeah made a really good set and also the the, the CG work for the um, for the exterior shots was was fantastic as well the, the actual base yeah um, and also sort of the the, uh, the sort of the rocket stroke shuttle um, explosion was very well realised as well actually yeah um, and again it just shows that um, when CGI is used well it, it could be it can really add something to the story yeah no totally I mean, there, there really isn't much I mean I started off with that about David Tennant because that was about the only thing that yeah, it, wasn't well, yeah, absolutely said, brilliant as yeah, far as I was concerned about yeah, this episode yeah. um, it's, it's, as you said it's that sh- that shouty bit that, yeah. sort of, that sort of Karen Gillan does he it, it, it sort of overemphasizes the last word yeah he sort of I mean, to, I mean, to be fair, there was points in this where obviously it was required and it made sense in the story. Mm, yeah. Because um, at this point, he was just showing off, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, when it's, it, it took him sort of like four series over for to realise he was the last of the time was he can do what the hell he yeah. likes. Um, yeah. If, if, if the thing that was stop, if the things that was looking after the rules of time. Mm. the time lords and he's the last one then surely that makes him the keeper of the keeper of time what you want to call yes. it yeah yeah um but as you say that 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 was the whole thing of setting him up for a fight and it, 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 straight away as soon as he said that um you know he's gonna sort of you know defeat time itself um yeah. there was sort of explosion and immediately time started fighting back and i I'd, I'd forgotten about that bit Actually, yeah. as soon as he sort of went that's it i'm gonna I'm going to win this. Yeah. Straight away, things started happening with the, the, the saying, "No, there's no way, mate." <laughs> yeah. Absolutely no way you're going to you're going to turn things around there. Um, well, it's almost sounding like the rules were there for a reason. Mm. The time lords hadn't just done it for the sake of it. No, that's it. And he decided um, just to just to more, well, not just bend the rules, but break the rules, basically. Yeah. It's almost as if he realised there was nobody there that was going to tell him to stop. Mm. Rather than, rather than, was it a good idea or not? Yeah. So, because that, that's, that's what I was going to say about um, when we did uh, Planet of the Dead last week. It ended with the trailer for Waters of Mars. Yeah. Um, and straight away, it just sort of, um, it was such a well put together trailer. Yeah. Um, it didn't spoil. What was what was coming? It just gave you a few little jumps and jolts, um, and it just sort of like set it up for for like the next episode. And you knew it was it was it was a completely different tone entirely to Planet of the Dead. This was this was no happy fun time romp, was it? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. No, there, was, there was absolutely no good news in this, was there? No, absolutely nothing. Um, I mean, the entire well, bar bar two of them, um, yeah. the entire crew get wiped out or, yeah. or take or and taken over, um, yeah. 
and then one of them commits suicide at the end. Which I don't think we've had in Doctor Who, have we? Uh, not in the new series, I don't think. No. Oh, we did have one in um, Image of Re- Fendale, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, that's the other one. I think there's got something stuck in the back of my mind that I'm missing an obvious one as well. But mm, Yeah. I no doubt someone will pick us up on it. <laughs> Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I just thought it was... Oh, you um, meant the... Sorry. Oh, gone. Um, you remembered. Oh. No, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, it was... Um, I think that... I, actually, the one thing I, I do remember is when um, the second... Like, the second in command was uh, just been... He was prepping the shuttle, and he he got infected by uh, what was the character's name, Maggie. Yeah, and he set it to set the the shuttle to self destruct. I think that was probably the, the only um, time, to, to my memory, that you've had mild mild swearing in Doctor Who. Because you said I'm sick of this bloody job. Yeah. Um, but I didn't mind that at all. I know this sort of like um, okay. On the grand scale of swearing, that's that's nothing, really, is it? No. Used to a bloody butt for a. I must must admit that sort of um, passed me by without me. Oh right. <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but did you sort of think for for a kids? Well, a show that is aimed at a family audience at least. Yeah. Um, you, not you don't expect to hear any form of swearing. But I, I probably think no. that this is. This particular story is probably one of the least um, family-friendly stories they've done, and yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way either. No, I really don't, because you say there is nothing happy about this story whatsoever. No, everybody, effectively. I mean, other than perhaps you could say the two that run off into the night. Yeah, but even even she. Um, it's pretty much freaked out. Isn't yeah, she? exactly. There was, yeah, there was how, no how how happy a life she'd have led after that, knowing that everyone else died. Yeah, um, which you would expect, actually, wouldn't you? You sort of they were completely yeah. bewildered by what had happened, and um, and then you, she's absolutely freaked out by, um, and it actually did, it did turn the it's bigger on the inside um, line on its head. Yeah, because she was absolutely. Sort of petrified by it. Yeah. Was everyone else just sort of walked in and marvelled at it? Um, she she sort of ran off in a in a in a bit of a flap, <laughs> which you could understand, really. Yeah. Especially after what had happened. But uh, yeah, I just don't... imagine how she'd feel the next day as well when she finds out the captain's topped herself. Well, or at least been found shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It spends the rest of her life. It was murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I never thought about that actually. No. Oh, good point. Good point. Wow. And is there a fear that he's coming back? Are going to come back after her? <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, the the whole story really was to set up the. Um, the end of the Tenth Doctor. Yeah. Um, now I think as far as setting it up went, 
that was probably better than how Planet of the Dead ended with the um the you know the Derek Akora character um coming up with her uh a prophecy at the end of it. Yeah. Although I mean, it's a question of are you gonna have spiritual oods mm. effectively. Yeah. That never was quite actually addressed, was it how they managed to project themselves across the universe? No. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I have to say I'm not gonna. I, I really don't want to pick holes in this story. I really don't. Right. Just just for once, I don't want to pick holes in it because it was just, um, it was just too damn good. Yeah, too damn good. Um, I mean, the, the fact that you had to have the the knock it here not four times was basically you had the the thing, didn't you, where the the doctor says I've told they'd knock he'd knock four times, and I don't hear any knocking. Yeah, and then yeah. you get the three knocks, and he electrifies the door to stop it. Stop it happening. The Banging again. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's setting that up that he knows, actually, that he's not going to die there. So, he then feels... It helps vindicate him in what he's doing. Mm. Because if he's not supposed to be dying there... Because, actually, the one thing I'd, I'd forgotten about, he keeps bringing up... Oh, he did not say keeps bringing up. He brought up um, the family saving the fires of Pompeii. Yeah, or basically being at Pompeii because basically everywhere he goes, he he he's the one who makes it happen. Yeah, and in, and sort of like in this um, sort of instance, yeah, he he also made this disaster happen as well, didn't he? And I think that he just sort of like, enough's enough. Um, I'm gonna try and turn this around. Well, I don't know though. No, because yeah. Wh- I suppose you wouldn't say you made it happen, though, because yeah, that no, that that's what he was thinking. That yeah. that that was his frame of mind at the end, wasn't it? He? he was saying that everywhere I go, it's all these events. He's tied into it somehow, and he's sort of yeah. not anymore. Um, I mean, what what was interesting on this was was sort of how far he'd become detached from um, his own previous <clears throat> beliefs, isn't it? When he's talking to um, Adelaide Brooke at the at the end, when he says, oh, "There are people I could, I've saved some of the small people, but never the big people," and she says to him, "How do you decide who are the who are the small people?" Mm. Which all the way through in all the incarnations in most of the series, there's always been a the Doctor taking the line that all people are the same, and there's not anybody. Yeah, no one's worth saving. Yeah, no one's more important than the next person. Than the, the next person. Yeah, and you have that line from him, which is then you realise this is actually quite shocking as to as how far he's come now in his head mm. as to his own importance and to how he's now viewing other people. That's it. As the uh, as you said that the uh, the time Lord Victorious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. See, right, yeah, there was there was a whole. You, lot... you also then have Matt Smith as the in the Christmas Carol special when they say about, oh, she's not important. Mm. And he says, oh, that that's interesting because I've never met anybody who's not important. Or worse to that effect. Yeah, which I think says more about his incarnation of the Doctor more than anything else. No, but, no I don't know, no, no. No, because I think, no, I think, I that, think that, the Doctors that got, have always well, that, no, that. Well, they say, but that got lost during that because they, they built up this, you yeah. know, the, the, the lonely God thing. 
Yeah. Um, which, which come the end of the special, it was it was beginning to grate a little bit. Yeah. Um, and as you say, that that was that got that got lost. Um, now, now whether that was intentional. Now you watch it more as a yeah. I mean, cer- in retrospect. Yeah, I mean certainly in this story it was intentional because that that yeah. was that was the fall of the Doctor. Um, which, which interestingly enough, I'll, I'll probably if you're gonna um, match this to sort of like the the the, uh, the fall of the Doctor in say like Demons Run, I'd say what happened to to the Doctor in Waters of Mars that was probably the biggest fall the Doctor's ever had. That was that was his biggest fall from grace, really, wasn't it? Um, it was in the sense of from how high he'd elevated himself in his mm. head. Um, perhaps not in terms of how other people were seeing him, but yeah, I can say that as being yeah. It, it just seems a bit more um, credible. Yeah, to be honest, I know we're sort of we're skipping ahead. You know, two seasons now, but uh, in comparisons, but um, I just think that what what happened to me in in this story was, as you know, as I said, a lot more credible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does actually still quite fit into the the grand scheme of things very well with what we now know, with what's now happened since as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it and, does. And, where, and the direction of which it's going. I can I can understand why when um, they brought in Matt Smith they wanted they the, they wanted to bring or when Steve, I just don't know what Matt Smith when they bought when Stephen Moffat took over it, they wanted to bring I suppose about the fun factor yeah to Doctor Who again because the last um, well the Waters of Mars is a very very and I hate using the the, the expression dark but it is a very dark story yeah um, and I suppose you could say. I also don't want to speak too much about the ends of end of time parts one and two because that's that's next on our list. But yeah. um, I suppose to a certain extent that they weren't particularly happy stories either, were they? No, and it's always slightly difficult when you haven't got a companion as well because there's no one really for him to to bounce off in a way where he's traveling with somebody that he knows. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah, I, th- I think that was probably the, one of the the big problems of the specials. There, there was no regular person to interact with. I know. Yeah. I know. At the end, they brought back um, sort of Catherine. Well, I thought that was the thing everyone was thinking at the time that Catherine Tate was going to. But actually, I don't. Let's not talk about the end of, yeah. end of time because yeah. We're, we're I mean, being... it worked with this one though because it it needed him to be totally nobody there actually saying to him. Well, I think. Well, the, the other difference as well. It was. It was. A, you can't do this, or well, it was. A, it was a bloody good script yeah. for a start. Um, you know, if you if you if you're going to compare it to Planet of the Dead, well, there is no comparison really because Waters of Mars was fantastic. Uh, Planet of the Dead wasn't, not in my view, anyway. Um, and you, you and you did have a better um, companion for that story, and and it was better again. The comparison was better written. And better acted as well. Yeah. I mean, again, again, it's it's that there's no comparison. You can't compare Lindsay Duncan to Michelle Ryan. No. No. I mean, what you said about the other characters in this being fairly stereotypical, but they actually really weren't that 
central to the story, were they? It really was just his uh, interreaction with her, wasn't it? Mm. That drives the story. But, but the other thing as well, it did also... Um, no matter, sort of, as you said, they weren't sort of central to the story, but you did feel like... Um, well, you, you did sort of care what happened to them. You knew they yeah. were going to... Re- all going to meet a sticky end. Yeah. But you did sort of care, because it was a, a, a particularly nasty way to go. Um, and unfortunately, I can't remember that the... Um, the it, was, it was the German girl when she she gets trapped in the room and the water's yeah. sort of coming towards and she locks herself, or tries to lock herself in that sort of uh, viewing booth. Um Again, I thought that that was so well done because you you knew there was no escape for her at all, was there? No. Um, and then the other things that they they didn't pull any punches either. When you saw like um, sort of, especially sort of like when the uh, the um, the doctor got um, not the, the, the David Tennant doctor, the doctor yeah. on the base, um, yeah. when he got um, transformed. And again, that, that was pretty creepy. They sort of stumbled on him. He, he was just on his hands and knees, just with that the other guy with his hand on his head, just sort of infecting him. It was quite. Yeah. It was quite sort of. Um, I suppose it wasn't that graphic, but it, it was just on the right side of graphic, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and they they was they was good, if you like, um, creations as as the enemy as well, weren't they? You had this. They didn't overly dramatise the um you had the few howls or whatever. Mm. But not mainly they were silent and mainly they was just scary really in terms of Oh god yeah. Um that they it, didn't overact them. No, it was, it, it was they played them down as much as possible, didn't they? Well they did, it was just that um and again, it was it was the little it was the, it was the smaller scenes that sort of brought that. It was when um, the Doctor and Adelaide were they when they first run away um, from the from the two infected um, guys and they locked themselves in that airlock. Yeah, and they're both um, standing there looking out, and... just just staring at them through the yeah through the through that that tiny window. Um, yeah, and again, one just sort of like made a, a leap for the door. Um, yeah, and that, and that was that was enough. There was there was no sort of continual sort of banging on the door and and stuff like that. It was just it, the, they kept the suspense going, and it was just the as I say, there's this slow build up of dread all the way yeah. through the story as to what what are they going to do next? Yeah, anything you didn't know that was that was the beauty of it. You didn't know what because they would say, "Oh no, we're perfectly safe. This is like." Airtight, hematically sealed, blah blah blah, um, and then of course you know they they just sort of uh, that's the, uh, probably the, sort of the one thing that is true about this whole story. Yeah, Walter will find a way through something. Yeah, always. <laughs> well, I, I suspect I, not as quickly as <laughs> possibly not, but <laughs> but hey, it's it's a base under siege story. You, you yeah. can allow on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I just, yeah. It doesn't work <laughs> if they can lock out the water. Then it doesn't work as a story. So no, that's right. That's right. It'd be over pretty damn quickly. Um, I did also like the um, 
the nods to the Ice Warriors as well. Yeah. Um, I'd like the David Tennant was trying to was he speaking to a Northern Martian, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, which they seem to understand, which I'm assuming was the language of the Ice Warriors. I don't I don't know, but yeah, you'd presume so. Yeah. Yeah, but I suppose you couldn't have a story set on Mars without with, mentioning them. Yeah, people would be saying, well, what's happened about the Ice Warriors? Yeah, that's right. And uh, I quite like the idea that actually it was the Ice Warriors that had frozen the. Um, virus or whatever it was, yeah, to stop it from spreading. And it's only then when humans come along and start start using the water, defrost, well, I presume melting the ice to use it as water. Well, and that, that, well, that was the other thing as well because it, it was it was just a failed filter, yeah, that let the virus in, and and I, I quite like that because there was no. Um, it, that was actually probably sort of like true to life. The smallest little things can cause a catastrophe. Yeah. Um, and you know that's that that's 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 what happens. That that's that's life. And I think that there was no big um, build up to the virus getting in. It was just there, and then you found out afterwards. It was just this simple little thing that yeah. caused it. And I really liked that. I really did like that. It was, there was no massive explosions or. Um, or, or someone making it happen, either. Yeah. Something just failed in the system, and that and that, that was enough to, to set this chain of events in, in motion. Yeah. Which, again, I'd forgotten about until I watched it yesterday. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it just was. It was so well-paced and so well, as we say, keep saying, right, written, that... Yeah. Um... You can keep watching it, I think, without it being getting boring. I don't oh. mind if I had to watch it again tomorrow, to be honest. It's... No, me neither. I, I could just happily watch that one over and over again. Yeah. I really could. Um, obviously more so than last week's one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we had varying opinions on that one. No, I, I just... Now at the stage where really it's, I'm not even going to sit here and try and pick holes in this. No, <laughs> no, I, I don't want to. I really don't yeah. want to. It's it is it is for me anyway. It's damn near perfection. Yeah, to be honest, it really is. Um, as you say, it's probably only the, the way um, David Tennant sort of delivers some of his lines at the end, but then he always did that anyway. Yeah, I think that's you know. actually probably more about more the problem actually, because this actually did call for him to be like that. But because he'd been like it in probably in some areas where it didn't need to in previous episodes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know. Exactly sort of. What you mean. Oh, it's this act again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas actually, that should have been striking in the fact of him being like that. Well, I think a lot of people were at the time that they sort of said that. Oh, you know. Um, when, when David announced he was leaving after the specials, um, I think a lot of people were sort of like, "Well, yeah, maybe it is a good time to go now." And, yeah. And watching, especially, yeah, I suppose come the specials, I think you could probably understand where where they were coming from on that. Yeah. Um, but you've so, just got to change. You've got to change something every few years to get a different dynamic going yeah that's it 
Um, but so I, I don't want to sort of take anything away from what David Tennant did to the show because he, he, he Doctor was you know immensely popular. Yeah, you know. Um, oh no, you I can't mean, you can't take anything away. What he did has been an ambassador for the show as well. Yeah, and you do get episodes, and there, there are plenty of good episodes he's done. Oh, got you. Because there's a, there's another um, particular favourite of mine coming up when we when we get rented in retrospective season four. Sorry, I don't say like say season series four. Um, when when we do uh, midnight. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to again. He was he was brilliant in that as well. Yeah. Um, but so I don't want to talk about that too much at the moment. I want to, I want to save it for when we when we do that episode. But you know, it, it was again he he brought another side out to the Doctor. In that, and that, and that was one of uh, helplessness. Yeah, Cer- certainly, it, the quieter performances by him are brilliant. Mm. And not going to really turn this into a retrospective. No. <laughs> well, no, I, I think so we like, might want to do that at some point when we run out of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll save that for the um, end of time part two. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll save it for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because to say that was uh, that was his, his uh, swan song, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. So it's, just, it's actually in some ways it's a shame it wasn't this. Yeah. This this would have been more of a um, a heroic way to go out. Yeah. It really would have been rather than throwing the the, the big hissy fit that he did. Um, but say so we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll come yeah. on to that. We're, yeah. We're not yeah. There yet, no. Yeah. Exactly. We got a couple of. Uh, we were talking about this before. We're not actually quite sure when we're going to get these out, but hopefully before the convention. Yeah, hopefully. So, okay. Though I think, do you think we should leave that there? I think so. I think so because I, I don't. As I say, I don't want to pick holes in it. it as far as I'm concerned, it's, it is damn near perfect. This yeah. story. So, um, yeah, that's uh, let's let's leave that there, shall we? Yes, let's leave it there. Cool. Right um, now. Next week end, we are doing um, our monthly audio commentary. Yeah. Um, now it's a bit of a a special weekend for us next week, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not not so um, in sort of episode numbers or anything like that, because you know we never we never announce episode numbers when we uh, uh, when we do each podcast. Now what what it is? It's actually our first um, anniversary next week. We've Next weekend is the um, the year, or it'll be a year when, when we actually recorded our first episode. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, so we thought, well, what should we do for our for our uh, first ep- our first anniversary? And so we we sort of deliberated on what what um, story we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we thought- decided to take Tony right back, didn't we? We did, um, and right back to the beginning. Yes. So, um, it, now, as is now customary, Paul, it is now your duty um, to, to announce the story we are going to um, record next week. It's going to be The Unearthly Child. Yes, so there we go. Hartnell's first. Um, yeah. Which was it, rather appropriate, I thought, for our first anniversary. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that's that's what's coming next week, folks. So yeah. uh, I, can't... I mean, it's more actually a case that it seemed that we should really have done it with Tony at some point. Yeah, Tony that's right. Let Tony see it at some point before now. So yeah, it's that's probably it. overdue in that sense. 
Well, exactly. So we'll um, we'll, we'll, we'll let Tony out of his room next week. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just see him down in front of the television. And uh, no, no doubt, I, I think I think he's already on a on a fact hunt for us, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So um, so he'll be he'll be back with some more amazing facts next week. <laughs> so yes. It's just to get him to get interested in it. <laughs> You you'll know what he's going to say anyway. You already know what the facts is coming out with. So yeah. it's, it's just to uh, educate himself, really. Yeah, yeah. So okay then. So we'll we'll, um, we'll be we'll be. So next weekend it's it, it's it's going to be a party atmosphere. All <laughs> oh, right, I'll, I'll get some balloons. I'll get yeah. I'll get some um, party poppers and some of those funny things that party blowers. That's it. I was going to just make the noise then, but yeah, the party blowers and. Uh, <laughs> Will there be cake and jelly? Oh, of course. And fizzy pop. <laughs> What's it? Is it one one bottle of roller cola between us? That's about it. That's about it. Can you still get roller cola, by the way? No idea. I've never looked. I've got to be honest. For that, for those, for those of you who don't know what roller cola is, it was um, a particularly sickly sweet. Um, Coca-Cola knockoff, yeah. Uh, from uh, was about the early eighties, wasn't it? I think when it um, when it was on yeah, the scene. That's the, well, that's, yeah. the, that's the last it time I remember seeing it. Yeah, it? maybe. Um, but yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. So that the outbreak of memories. And what was the what was the one used to come around the lorry? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, because it used can't. to get. Yeah, cause yeah, it used to get weird things like like um, well, it was to me at the time because a kid down the road used to used to have, it was like things like cherry aid and lime aid. It was, it was I used like, to get pineapple as well. Oh God, yeah. Bil- the Bilko man. Yes, that's there you it. Go. I didn't begin with being. That's it, to... the Bilko man. Oh crikey, <laughs> dear oh Lord. Okay then, so um, before we go any further down memory lane, and there's no turning yes. back. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're we're going to end there. So. Um, until next week, um, where we, where, where it's um, yes party time. <laughs> it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listen to the Who's He podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. <laughs>